Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Neo Marais show. My name is Thomas Daam. I'm an independent graphic designer and creator of Neo Marais, an online calendar sharing the best design conferences and events on a digitalized world. In this podcast, I talk with organizers, speakers and other creatives to find out what makes them tick. And today I'm with Matthew Hayes. He's the founder and creator of uh, the design conference in Brisbane, Australia. And Matt's um, joining me from his home at the Sunshine Coast in Australia. And I'm asking my questions from my home in Delft in the Netherlands. Matt, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Last year, you had to cancel the design conferences after the yeah. like this of the global pandemic, which had its first anniversary, which is kind of crazy to say. But yeah, so and now you pivoted your in-person conference to a hybrid one, which will happening in June. How was this past year? How did you switch from in-person to hybrids? Let's dive into that. Well. I'm not sure how many like event organizers are out there listening, but I mean, I always have a grand plan for what I'd like to do with the design conference, you know, who we'd like to have speak as our dream guests, you know, the technologies that we want to implement, so on and so forth. And as every year's gone on, there's always been something that always gets pushed to the side just because costs or investment. And when we had uh, a whole year off, We started looking into the streaming side of things because it's something we've always wanted to do. A core mandate of the design conference is being able to give our content to people, you know, not free, but as affordable as possible. So, I mean, we pay our speakers to speak. We get the best events, the best venues. We charge as much as we can for the tickets, but every dollar that we get goes into the experience for the attendee, like we don't advertise per se. Mm -hmm. So we try and make our event sort of, you know, put as much meat on the bone, if you if you imagine. And the way that we wanted to stream TDC was like live production, taking what we do for our event titles to the nth degree with speaker titles, overlays, you name it. It just turned out to be a very significant. And because it wasn't meat on the bone per se, it's something we've not looked at. But when COVID hit, just to make sure that we we're doing the right thing by our audience and our event partners and we're like seen as a brand that's doing everything it possibly can, we put a lot of time into the streaming, what would you call it, like the, the environment for streaming in digital, for example. And a couple of crazy things happened when we started talking about it to like our sort of board of directors, uh, you know, the inner circle of TDC. And they said, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Because due to COVID, a lot of interesting technologies have come out of the fray or into, into the fray. And one of which is a hybrid event platform that sort of allows your digital attendee to be at a digital venue that can kind of click around and interact as if they were there, you know, talk to speakers, ask questions all the way to the part where they can have a video chat with someone else who's digital. Now, because we have so many attendees at our event, we've sort of disabled that for the moment. But, I mean, the reason it came about is because we just had a lot more time on our hands and because we were postponed and we pivoted specifically to Australian-based speakers, we have all the major agencies in Australia from, you know, AKQA to RGA and then all our massive domestic agencies. I think it's still world-class. And then had all this extra time to layer up how experience would roll out, you know, the content, the panels, the workshops, the, the school stuff, and then digital. For me, it just became the all-in-one platform for a truly immersive experience. And then these other technologies plugged in and I just thought to myself, it's too good to be true. Now, to be honest, I'm glad we had the extra time because it is very hands-on. And we're, I mean, we're a small team of like one-on-one, so... Um, working from home, super agile. I'm not big on politics or government or whatever, but in Australia, anyone who had significant profit loss was given uh, a payment from the government every month. And uh, while we've never taken a profit per se for the conference, I've always done design work on the side. This year when we were doing TDC full-time, the government did cover our wages, so mm. thank you to the government. I mean, it, it looks like we're going to pull through. The Australian creative economy is is still got lots of room above. There's a lot of tech that's come out of it. We're very blessed in Australia. Like we're going to have 700-plus attendees at our mm. event. 
we've now got a trans-Tasman um, bubble with New Zealand, so New Zealand and Australia can fly back. Logistically speaking, we're always pushing the boundary. We're mm. always looking for the next way to enhance our conference now. I realise we're never going to be South by Southwest and I don't ever want to be South by Southwest. Mm. But if we could have our event that's on par with something like the very cream, the creamy layer of South by Southwest, if that can be our event, that's Mm. what we're shooting for. The world, the very, very, and not just creatives, you know, like just design conference isn't really a design conference. It's a life conference for creative people. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the cross-section of what a really good creative life and what a really good creative career looks like. And that's what I'm writing this article on. And you're just constantly tested. So that's that's what TDC is. It's speaking on that and into that into that space, should I say. And, and we've used this downtime to do that in every way possible because I realise, you know, people won't be able to tune in as they used to tune in. And, and, and we're giving away our, our platform to any university in the world for free as long as they stream it on campus because uh, we've gone uh, like a proprietary platform so we've like rented a bunch of servers because uh, we have a deal with a major group that I can't say uh, yet because it'll spoil a massive surprise but we've got like a really cool group with that music on our title sequence and you know if you play that on the wrong platform you can get cut off because of copyright so there's all these types of things that come in and the speakers have videos with like copyrighted music and that cuts you off so we've left no stone unturned and um i've actually got an email there with like the the ground the the floor plan of our digital uh venue Mm -hmm. which is um super exciting i've just not looked at it yet because i've just got all this other stuff ahead of me and um, yeah the bloody exciting time to be alive but and just while i say that just a massive shout out to uh, all the event organizers around the world that are just doing it tough at the moment i mean i can't imagine what it's like to hear that we're going ahead you know with a full-size audience and a big shout out to all the the conferences around the world you've been a massive inspiration for me and my team many of my speakers have come from a lot of the major speakers at conferences around the world and they've had nothing but praise to say for you for you men and women that are running these events so massive thank you from me and my team down under you're doing a fantastic job and if there's anything that we can do to help out please sing out it's the least we can do yeah that's great there's a lot of stuff that you said so let's let's break it down a little bit but first like like you said it's amazing how all the organizers pivoted the last year and created new stuff and make new adventures most of them try to make to jump to digital and make that work and all in their own way which is um, amazing to see but let's break it down there are a lot of interesting parts so you now present a hybrid event and then with 700 people are more or less in a venue and your speakers are all Australia-based. Is this the first time that you only have uh, speakers from Australia? No, no, no. Uh, we started off with just speakers, like even local. So right. our event evolved from like a one-day where it featured like one or two interstate speakers mm-hmm. Because our country is fucking massive, man. Like our, Australia's like the size of Europe, right? Right. So if I fly somebody, it's it's relatively expensive, mm-hmm. and and then we move to basically an all interstate event, so all domestic event, but yeah. other cities, not my city, with maybe one speaker. Because like Brisbane's big, mm-hmm. but it's only two million. There's only this many great speakers in mm-hmm. Brisbane compared to the world, right? Mm-hmm. And Sydney and Melbourne are where the, Sydney's big on advertising, Melbourne's big on design. So a lot of design agencies, a lot of advertising agencies, and arguably the bulk in Sydney and Melbourne. So when we become fully domestic event, like a full-size event, probably about 2014, 2015, um, that's when we started to feature one or two internationals. All the way up to our postponed 2020 event was all international one First Nation Australian speaker, one local speaker, mm. and one design agency from Sydney or Melbourne, or one from each Sydney mm. or Melbourne. But it was 14 international speakers. Like, it was, and our tickets were fucking flying out the window. Mm. I couldn't keep up. 
And we were really evolving into a world-class creative conference. Like, mm. already the speakers are phenomenal. I mean, you can visit our website, uh, designconference.com.au, hit the archive. We're about to just put up all of last year's speakers, our 2019 speakers. We've been holding on to it. We just want, but we're just like fucking get it up so everyone mm. can see. Because last, the last year's speakers, last event speakers were unbelievable. But to answer your question, no international speakers because mm. we can't get them into the country, nor can we afford to put them in a hotel, or do they want to be in a hotel for quarantine? It's just mm. fucking out of, out of control. So, and that was a difficult thing because we had to pay many of the speakers for their flights mm. because it all got cancelled. So that was a bit of a burden. But yeah, all Australian speakers, but we've got English speakers, like the the creative director of Design Studio in London mm-hmm. just moved to Brisbane. Right. right so right. We, we have Campbell speaking, hasn't been announced yet, but so he'll be speaking at the mm-hmm. conference. He's just started his new agency here in Brisbane. We've got French speakers. We've got, uh, you know, Japanese speakers. We've got speakers from the UK, speakers from all over Europe, speakers from the States, you know, speakers from New Zealand, speakers from Australia, First Nation Australians. Like, we've done our best. And, and of course, every event that we run is 50-50 men and women. Mm-hmm. Now, with all respects to them and they, like, but we, we absolutely try and have a diverse range of ages, sexes, sexual orientation and industry. Mm. And that's one thing that's really helped our event grow is that we curate at least half of our speakers are women. And we have like two groups that we curate towards. And of course, that'll end up being three groups. It's just about diversifying it correctly. But at the end of the day, we're looking for the world opinion the real world opinion. We're not we're not too concerned with what's trendy or what's exclusive or cool. Like fuck man, I like cool shit. Like I, I like cool shit. I've got cool shit everywhere. I've got a pair of fucking Paris sneakers just there, you know, like I got like yeah, you you know these bad boys. He's the man, he's from your neck of the woods. Mm. He's my favourite. So he, he, he's, he's my favourite artist that I would love to get to speak at Design Conference. I like Peter every year and he politely declines every year. But the, yeah, we're just moving towards having our event and having it such high quality. So, like, the, the, the lunch is just, it's not just like a roll. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. we buy all this shit and you're going to get like a vegan friendly, like vegetarian roll, beautiful. It's 10 bucks. We charge 10 bucks for it. Like, I'd love TDC to be like a thousand bucks, you know, your hotel, or you'd never get your hotel incorporated, but, you know, everything except your hotel sorted, but also a hotel deal. Because, like, we've almost perfected the experience. Like, we've got a massive screen, like, fucking massive. That's why we went to go to digital. It was like, it's like fucking tens of thousands of dollars, like a lot of money. And I was like, that is a big risk because now we have to market it internationally. Nobody knows us. So we perfected the, the, the product. We're getting perfecting the lineup, perfecting the, the, the balance of speakers, if you will. And now that the event's perfect, we just go and hire the best nightclub. We get the best hotel. We've got mm. the best bar. And we just create an experience around the experience. And somebody who I want to credit for doing that really well is the Us By Night event. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of how they do their business. That looks br- like that's it. if I was allowed to go to one event, that's one I'd pick. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go to Burning Man. Oh, and I'd go to Burning Man first. Now I'd go to Burning Man second because I would come out of that with a sore head. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, mate, I hope I answered that question correctly. Osborne Knight didn't pivot to uh, digital because they are so focused on the experience of the event. Me, so me the- too. That, that's why. That's yeah. why we're hybrid. Hmm. Like the event, man. Like we want to be able to reach out and walk out on stage and see fucking people crying hmm. or see people fucking laughing or hmm. leaning on the edge of their seat. You know, we set out to move your soul. Hmm. Like, we set out to have people really have a, a, a momentous shift in the creative spirit and then send them home, like like inspiration and backstories and mm. showing your work or doing a breakdown. It's kind of done, mm. you know, but spiritual growth, 
is always there. And that's what we're trying to give people at TDC is like spiritual growth and emotional intelligence and fucking it's all done through case studies of this brilliant work hmm. done by the world's best agencies. Do you know what I mean? And and that's that's what get that's what gets covered at TDC. Like I, I loved I love it when the speakers go and look at what we've done in the past and then write their talks because people come to TDC. I remember one time this guy was like one of our um, reviews. It's like I had no idea what to think until halfway through the first day, and then I realised at this event everyone checked their ego at the door. And people were actually saying, like, nice shit, like uplifting shit, as opposed to, like, this is an exclusive club. You're over there in the audience. The VIPs are over here with us, and you can go and get fucked. Thank you for your money. One day, if you're good enough, you can maybe, you know, say hello to me. Like, we're like, there's no green room. Hmm. There's no VIP. Everyone is out together. And I just put, like, $1,000 worth of beers on the bar and say, help yourself. And then someone will come, oh, I really want to meet that person. I just go, well, come with me. Mm. And then I just be like, you know, like, hey, meet my mate Tom, you know. And, mm. and then it's like, oh, Tom, I really respect your work, da 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 And I'm like, now don't you fucking bore, Tom. You've mm. got five minutes and then fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what our event does, man. Mm. You know people. And, and that's why I can see that in us by night. They've done such a fantastic job. Uh, massive, massive respect to those guys. You started uh, way before us by night. Where did you get your ins inspiration to make it? I've been, I've been to events, bro. I went to many design conferences. You know, I've been to some in America, I've been to some mm. in Australia, and I was just like, you know, like go to the after party. It's like, where the fuck is everyone? Mm -hmm. where's all the speakers? I want to meet the speakers. You know, like, like I paid for an experience and that's when I started, you know, curate my heart, not my head. Like, man, we would have to be the worst conference to ever try and make money. Like, every time that we've got money, we end up spending it on the audience. Like, but people started working from home. Like, I've been working from home for 10 years, man, 12 years. Like, like, This, this is how we roll. Like, we, we all just work from home. We've, we've made up all the rules all the way. Yeah, we've had some fucking massive fuck-ups with our tax and shit and had to fix that. But essentially what's driven the price up from of TDC from, like, $50 to $660 is a need for us to, to spend more money in order to give the audience what they want. Mm -hmm. I mean... We've had T. Uglo from Google speak at, at Design Conference. T said to me, she said, Matt, how much is your conference to attend? And I was at that point, it was 550. I said, it's 550 bucks. She goes, you're an idiot. She goes, your conference is worth well over $4,000. Hmm. And I'd know. She goes, your conference is worth over $4,000. And I know. I know the difference. You're doing everything right how can i help hmm. and she's been wonderful i mean we've had speakers I, i asked my speakers how was your stay how was your experience yeah because like uh, we we put our sponsors third but in philosophically speaking that last and then in front of them is the speakers but our number one priority is the audience You know what I mean? And if speakers, if it, if the speakers don't go away, going to have a sick time, then the audience can't. You know. So what I was saying earlier is about the experience. Like we've got TDC dialed. Now it's about the experience around the experience. So like we're looking at hotel deals for people who travel international and to stay. On our website, we've got a map so you can see where the plane flies in. It tells you what fucking ho where the hotel is, where the mm -hmm. event is, what trains to catch. You know the exchange. Like, try and make it as easy as as you can be mm -hmm. for people. I just go. What would I need if I arrived in Amsterdam today and I wanted to go to a conference? I need to know airport, hotel, fucking, and that's what we give you. Yeah. So, how do you transform this physical thing to digital? This the in-person experience is for the people who are now in Australia, but I'm here in Delft. And how are you planning to bring this 
experience feeling to my home because I will sit here on my kitchen table. My kid well, is uh, running firstly, around. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm curious because what I hear is that your event is experience first and then content content second. Content is important, but experience is first, or at least for for the attendees. So I call, I call content is a pillar of experience, but right. overall, yeah, content okay. and. Ex- World-class content, world-class venue, world-class AV, good food, great parties, great event. Okay, so So the thing is, right, we've got that nipped in the bud, but in order to translate that from uh, like an in-real-life experience into a digital experience, of course there is a lot of what would you call like roadblocks or like walls that you've got to overcome. Now, because of COVID and what I was alluding to earlier, People have seen problems that are innate within business, within conference, and they've, in conferences, and they've sort of said, I've got an idea. One of those ideas came from a gentleman um, named Lachlan who owns Orbits. So orbits.live is their URL. Now, what they've done, they've gone and made digital venues. So we've got a illustration 3d illustration and isometric view which is like 30 degrees by 30 degrees like like sim city mm-hmm. do you remember sim city is that mm-hmm. make, is that a good reference and it's of our building so it shows you where everything is in our building where our sponsor stands are where the merch stand is like fucking where the bar is where outside like you, you get a scope if you can imagine for how big design conference is like the size of like our venue is massive like you Mm -hmm. can see it on our website it's massive that's by the by the brisbane river you know you kind of get a feel for the environment so with the orbits digital environment like an immersive digital experience when you sign up and you when you buy a team you get in you'll be sent your username login to sign into orbit see it maybe three days before the event you sign in and then boom, you're at a digital venue on your screen. Now, it's my hope that people do what I do is they their computer with fucking projector and get it big, like, you know, like a home projector on your big mm. fucking TV. And then if you've got your laptop here and you're doing your Apple or your Chromecast, you can't, you're in our venue, you use the mouse, you go over and click on the venue, boom, up comes the content. The design conference will start in 29, 28, and then fucking black screen. Mm. Fucking title sequence at your face, like full like screen to screen, like full like you're not watching it through a lens and watching the stage hearing, you know, audio through speaker, through the net to your... We're actually pushing the content live off the computer, through the net, direct to your computer. Mm. So our title sequence will take up your fucking television screen. Mm. So if you've got a big TV, you'll get a big audio. You'll get fucking big video. Then it all mixes in. Hello and welcome to Design Conference. My name's Matt Haynes. I'm the fucking man. And then I'm out on stage. I introduce the speakers. They converse. Mm. And after a talk, it's like, okay, you know, like feel free. If, um, got a question from Tom. In Amsterdam, Tom wants to know because in that, it's got a it's a it's the streaming right. wrapped in a digital in, uh, user interface. Okay, so, so so let me after you introduce the speaker. So the speaker is live recorded and broadcast during the event, right? Because they yeah they walk out right. on stage with a with a headpiece on, ju- just as we always have done TDC because mm-hmm. we record mm-hmm. them. Except there'll be three cameras. We've got the audience, we've got up close, mm-hmm. and then we've got out wide from the whole stage. And then we can also um, switch into the actual computer laptop that their their presentation is being, what do you call like executed on. Mm-hmm. So if they've got a, a video reel, you're actually getting live, like, comp- like, like a high-quality compressed video and audio screen to screen. Mm-hmm. And then we fade back to them on the stage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, from, from a te- technology point of view, I asked my streaming guy, I said, what, what more could we do? He said, pending you've got high-quality graphics and blah, 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 which is just fucking par for the course, mm-hmm. more cameras. That's all he said. He goes, more cameras. So we've got three. Now, mm. we're making what I would consider a, a fair investment into streaming. Like, But, I mean, I, I, I think that 
And unfortunately, because there's not a lot of events that are going to be on this level of quality, like ours is going to, we're, we're shooting for something along the lines of like Coachella, you know, like the live music mm-hmm. event, yeah. like multiple cameras, video mix, you know, fucking graphics. That's, we've gone all out. That's what we can get. So as good as TDC can translate digitally, we will be able to do that. Like it's our fault if it's not good. And I highly anticipate it will be magnificent because everyone knows what we're about now, you know, and the the quality of speakers that we're getting are just fucking phenomenal. Like when we call them, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 I'd love to. Mm. I'd love to. You know what I mean? And so technically speaking, wonderful. Culturally speaking, wonderful. All we need is more practice, mate, more practice, you know, more speakers, more technology, man. It's, it's like, I'll give you an example. In 2022 and onwards, we will have a VR seat. So we'll have a 360-degree camera as well as the setup. And if you want to watch VR and you've got the headset, hmm. you just, instead of on our digital immersive experience, you don't click 2D, you click the VR and on you go. And then you can look around and there will be someone sitting beside you mm-hmm. at the conference do you know what I mean? And yep. I was, yeah, get yep. your brown eyes. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, that's we, in the works for next year. We could do it already. It's mm-hmm. just that the content and the bit rate that you've mm-hmm. got to send over the server. Yeah. I think a VR stream, it's mm-hmm. just so fucking much content mm-hmm. to put over the internet that when we're running a proprietary server in order to navigate a few of the issues that we have with copyright and music, it just gets out of control, the spend. And because we're thinking, right, we want to give it away to universities for free forever. Mm -hmm. And we have a a per stream cost for us. Mm -hmm. So if we had a thousand universities, it's just like, fuck, man, we just wasted like a lot of money. But... It's our brand to give this sort of content to up-and-coming creatives for the purpose that they can maximise their career Mm -hmm. because that's where I come from. I come from a place of being inspired by these people on stage, having access to world-class creativity and reassessing my goals of what I think is achievable as a creative. And that's what TDC is all about. Like I'm writing an article now about tickets, you know, early bird tickets, whatever they are, finishing. It doesn't even talk about tickets at all. It's just talking about mental health mm-hmm. and that TDC is a great place to connect if you're up for it. But it's one of the 10 tips I give people mm-hmm. to help with their mental health. And it comes under celebrating. Celebrate, like you said earlier. You've got to celebrate your wins and TDC is a great place to celebrate with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Okay. So how do you find your world-class speakers? Well, t- typically, and this will sound really really simple i know who i want on my stage Mm. and when those speakers have been traveling around the world i ask them who would suit design who who do you like Mm. because when somebody comes across my stage who has a beautiful temperament has a wonderful personality and attitude i say well who do you think was a great speaker Mm. because you know designers designers are like birds of a feather they flock together and when you have someone like kellyanna the illustrator from London, wonderful woman. I lo- mm. I really was interested in knowing who she thought was a great speaker. And then you, like Mills from us too in London, last Mills, who do you think's a great speaker? And you're like, oh, you know, you know who's a good fucking speaker, eh? mm. yeah? You know who'd be great for your conference, yeah? And you're like, no, tell me. And then so basically I let the speakers who I believe understood TDC the best. Mm-hmm. I asked for their recommendations of the speakers that they've spoken with at the thousands of other events around the world. Mm-hmm. And they go, this person, this person, this person, this person. So we hit our international sort of speakers. We try and keep that, you know, no worse than say 70, 30 or 60, 40 men and women or them, they. And then we fill the rest with Australians after that. But essentially, so we asked Craig Parsons from Parsons Design in South Africa. They've just opened up in the Netherlands, I think. I asked Craig, I was like, Craig, who would be an African-born woman creative who you think would be awesome? And he's like, have you heard of Karabo Poppy? 
And I was like, I had seen an article on We Present by We Transfer mm-hmm. on Carabo and checked out the work. She's been doing fucking illustration for the Utah Jazz, the NBA, the USA. She's been powering black voices in South Africa and in Joburg. Man, she's fucking sticking true to her story. She's using design to give minorities a voice. And her work is off the fucking chain, man. Mm-hmm. Like she's doing Air Force One collaborations and like fucking rah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'd be honoured if you'd speak at my event. And then she's like, yeah, well, how, how did you find me? I'm like, Craig Parsons. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, he's lovely. And so when she thinks he's lovely, I've met Craig and I think Craig's lovely. I know instantly I'm onto another winner. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. That's a and, good strategy. And, well, it's just it's thinking with your heart instead yeah. of your head or, or with your profits because I know of all people, you need famous people on, on the stage, right, mm. to sell the tickets because famous people want to get paid more, so I've got to charge more. And at the end of the day, if you have one famous person come and just talk shit or fucking think they're bigger than the event, you know, because yeah. people are like this, it'll fuck your whole brand up. And it makes me look like a fool. Yeah. So it, it, it's only just this last year or two years that I actually ask speakers if we can talk and see if design conferences are a good fit for both of us. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like we've been around long enough to have that conversation and I feel like I'm mature enough to be told that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's fine by me. And I feel like I can have a difficult conversation and say, like, yeah, look, we can't actually afford to pay you $30,000 to speak. Mm-hmm. We could probably double our payment to, like, ten because we pay speakers $5,000 to speak. We could do maybe if they're a duo or something, we can give them a little bit more. But I let all the speakers know that they're all being paid the same. Mm-hmm. Because and and I stand in that, and if someone gets paid more, I say, listen, these guys got paid more because we thought it, we thought it was worth it without mm-hmm. any disrespect to anyone. And yeah, so, I mean, what what was the motivation to make this decision to say, okay, we pay everybody and we pay everybody the same, and then with one or maybe one or two exceptions. So what was the the thinking about that? From a logistical standpoint, if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys, mm-hmm. right? So if I want to get the same talk that's been done at another conference, mm. don't pay speakers or don't pay them as much as you can. If you do want to get an original talk, you need to pay original dollars. Mm. And that takes time. So we anticipate a talk takes four weeks, a good talk at TDC, to get through what you've said before, to get into the weeds of what you've learned recently, to make it culturally appropriate and up to the minute, you need to be able to ask the speaker outright, how much is it going to cost us to get an original talk? And they're mm. like, ooh. So we had one person hit us up and double their fee last minute. And I, I said, no. I said, no, like, we were clear on what we were going to do. You've changed the goalposts, asking for more money, and I can't do it, man. It's out of respect for all the other speakers, and it's just done. And we, we won't invite that speaker again because I felt a little bit, like, set up, like it was always going to ask for more. Yeah. Like, like... And, oh, man, I, I put it this way. I have much respect for everyone, and I really recognize that circumstances change all the time. Mm-hmm. But if there's one lesson I've learned as a curator of, of an event such as this, stick to your budget. You will get fucked over royally mm-hmm. if you start spending an extra grand here and an extra grand there because it blows out like crazy. Yeah. The only thing I've ever spent more money on is technology, like the technical capabilities. That's the yeah. most important part. Get better projectors, bigger screens, better audio, everything wireless. Man, we have backup everything. The only thing we don't have a backup is backup power if there's a blackout. Yeah. We can still do a talk on stage. I'll just it's... go and buy a bunch of beers and hand them out in the audience, keep right. everyone happy. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's interesting. What you're saying is that everybody who speaks at DDC is an original talk, right? Yeah, I, I, I would, I would hope so. I, okay. I would hope so. Okay. Because I have not seen a lot of the talks elsewhere that right. I pay as much as I can and feel like metaphysically, 
Hmm. I've put the effort in and that we deserve a high quality talk. Yeah, now, yeah. I will add, since we've been paying people more, there is a lot less drama. Mm-hmm. There's less drama because people have had their needs and costs taken mm-hmm. care of. Yeah, exactly. I once had a speaker doing their talk at TDC and I was like, fucking drama. It was terrible. It was absolutely the most terrible talk I've ever seen. Mm. And because of that particular person, I've not revisited the entire industry mm-hmm. just because it's just prima yeah. donnas. Yeah, yeah. Like, mate, yeah. sort your shit out. Do you ask the speakers to give a certain type of talk? You are nothing, yes? So what, what is your brief? So firstly, we want the story behind the story. We do quite a significant effort to give the background of all the speakers who have attended. Mm-hmm. So the background for the speakers very much talk is like, like wrap that up in like two minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, hey, my name's Matt. I'm a designer. This is where I grew up. Sunshine Coast, wonderful place. It's my favorite surf spot. And then talk about the cross-section of career mm-hmm. and life. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening slash semi-post, a pre-post-COVID world is that we've all realized what's important. Travel, friends, freedom. These have been the things that we've spoken about or spoken into, the spaces that we've spoken into with TDC, unadulterated. Like, you can talk about anything. You can talk about drugs. You can talk about fucking anything as long as it's not racist or sexist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with all due respect, like, fucking don't go there. But if, like, if you want to talk about anything at TDC, just talk about it because just speak from the heart, mm-hmm. be vulnerable, and then show how your message was underpinned by a project and how that project sung and how maybe a message resonated with like how it resonates with like a deeper meaning Mm -hmm. than this is your job. So to give you an example, TDC starts with an envelope and that envelope asks you the most hardest questions in your life. What was the best day of your life? What was the worst day of your life? Have you had a broken heart? Da-da-da, da-da-da. I don't want to ruin it too much. But it primes the mind and the heart and soul for what we're going to talk about. And I'll be on stage and be like, ladies and gentlemen, we're all here with dreams and goals and those things can't be done on our own. We can't shoulder that burden all on our own. I rely on all these speakers to give you all their wisdom in order to help you achieve my goal. Before the day's out, talk to the person you're sitting beside. Introduce yourself. You never know who they'll be in your journey and how important you are to each other. And that's what TDC is all about. And we really try to circumnavigate coolness really quickly. And then that way we get to the heart of the matter. So when someone's on stage and they're really sharing, it's like then we have like Q&A. It's like, does anyone have a question for Tom? It's like, I do. Tom, I realize you spoke about this, 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 but in my life I've got this problem, I've got more family, or da da da. How would you explain that I do this? Mm-hmm. And the answer is sometimes fucking brutal, man, like brutal, but honest and respectful. And people go home and fucking change their lives mm-hmm. because it's not like a, oh, you know, you know, different strokes for different folks, and you kind of get a fl- not a flipping, but it's like a non answer answer. Like we really fucking huddle down. And talk to each other with fucking respect and fucking love. And and the vibe spreads through TDC really quickly. Mm. And I, I start I said it on stage, because I'm really I remember th- of three years ago maybe, I walked out on stage, first time at this new venue that we're at, and fucking best titles, and it was fucking really, really great, and it was really upbeat, like cool fucking mm. house music. Like all, all like written for us and everything. I walked out on stage, man, and 700 people fucking stood up mm-hmm. and gave me a standing ovation. And I fucking just started crying, man. Mm-hmm. I started crying on stage. And I was like, 
I've forgotten all my lines. I fucking don't know what to talk about. I was like, man, Brisbane, you really know how to make someone feel special. I was like, fuck, man. I go, you got no idea what we've been through this last year, man. Because, like, we are fucking, we are running through this by the seam of our pants, bro. Like, every everything that I've learned, I've learned it all on TDC. It's, if it's not doing TDC, like designing it, marketing it, listening to the audience and what they want, it's listening to the speakers and really delivering on what they're sharing. And, man, I can't wait to see what it's going to be in 10 years from now because it will be nothing like what it is today. We're going to evolve it every year, mm-hmm. every year. And, and, and digital will evolve. As soon as there's new technology that we can implement, we will be on it. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to distinguish ourselves and, like, yeah, I do see TDC going uh, VR and AR. So, like, imagine you got your goggles on. It's all fucking 3D where the shit comes mm. in. You're like, whoa, fuck, that's crazy. You know, like, really, and, and just the best speakers. And, you know, as we evolve these technologies and the, the, and the, as the companies evolve that we're working with, they will answer our requests, you mm. know, because they work with heaps of events now. So new new ideas are coming into the into the into the into the space and we have every intention of it implementing the very, very best of it all at TDC. Mm-hmm. What I understand is the people who built the virtual venue, they started building it during COVID. So they are also new and excited and they want to make their startup work of course so if 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 they have a lot of clients they have a lot of questions and you have a lot of questions so they can amplify everything that is most important and then you get the spinning wheel that's going and so you can benefit from that and by choosing the right one from the get-go then it's uh, yeah i mean it's just emerging technology you've got it you you've got to lean into change man Mm. change is happening right now and if you fight it You get angry, frustrated, and left behind. Like mm-hmm. that's why I was saying at the start, man, my heart goes mm-hmm. out to all these people with all these events, man. Because so, it's so much fun. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. And to have that taken away from you is that's a fucking bummer, man. I, I have a bit of anxiety at the moment that we might have like a snap lockdown if we have a little COVID outbreak or something in one of the cities that'll happen during my event and mm-hmm. I'll I'll lose it all. I won't lose it all, but like I'll lose all my profit, man. Yeah. Have to pay for venue again everything man be fucking yep. just absolutely horrific yeah that's the the troubling thing now that it's so unpredictable that you have to be cautious of so many things and if you gather 700 people together then the, a lot of things can happen and you also don't want to be a like a spreader event or so that's oh i think we're a little bit past that in australia i think we've we've got less than 100 active cases okay man if you go outside here it's like normal Mm-hmm. We've even got past the part where people aren't wearing masks anymore in public. Like right. we're we're basically COVID free. The thing is, they're starting to let people fly home right. from overseas. Yeah, people are coming home with COVID, and they like false negatives. Yeah, and they find out they're positive, and then like the yeah. government's like shut everything, yeah. just everything shuts until further notice. Yeah, and we do like a three day lockdown. So last time they did it on a Monday. We're meant to be locked down by Thursday night and then they unlocked everything Thursday morning. Like, mm-hmm. um, it was a, a it, false, it's like false emergency. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay. Everyone mm-hmm. can go back to work. Yeah. How can I network at your event? The platform we're using, there's a bar. And if you click on the bar, it's just everyone's screen all talking at once, like Clubhouse. Right. But I was like, fucking shut that down. Like, just just this one year, shut that down. Mm-hmm. But you can go and click on all the exhibitors of the conference. You can find out more about their products and services. You can enter competitions. You can win shit. And like from all our event partners, we did lose a couple of event partners due to global pandemic, but mm-hmm. they'll be back in 2022. So unfortunately, one of the event partners is is a really, really great company. And we used to give away a really cool device of theirs, but we won't have that this year, unfortunately. You can network now. We're estimating that we'll put a couple of Easter eggs in the event. So, like, if you, like, click on the lift, you'll go inside the lift and there'll be four other people in the lift. Right. As long as you've got your video on, yep, 
that's cool. I'll let my video work. So mm. there'll be a couple of Easter eggs in the venue, but there won't just be one massive location with hundreds of people talking just so we can make sure we've got our everything working. Now, if we only have a couple, so even a hundred people in one room, it's just like talking over talking. It's mm. just like, it's not going to work. Mm. Now I've explained to them that it would be great that if you enter, it kind of puts you at a table of 10 of random people. Mm-hmm. And then that would be cool. But all things considered, we've now got four sessions instead of three. Mm-hmm. So we can stream all on one channel and there's only three half hour breaks between the content. So it's like content, half an hour, content, half an hour, mm-hmm. content. Yeah. Four sessions with mm-hmm. content, half an hour break. Now we just assume people are going to make a coffee, go to the bathroom, or mm-hmm. if it, if it's not uh, live, they'll just go to the next session yeah. start if you were live you can ask questions right. and 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 whatnot the only thing you can't do is you can't ask questions because it's not live but if you put a question in in advance with mm-hmm. with one of the things on our website's called asking for a friend mm-hmm. which is something that we do around mental health you can have your question answered in advance but more often than not i do realize that the speakers would say something yeah and then they'd ask a question so i mean I haven't put a lot of thought into it, but what we could absolutely do is have a international Q and A. So if you ask a question, we could have a, in the break, it could be like, we're with, you know, Tom from Amsterdam. There's mm. a couple of questions that came in, Tom, international questions mm. that weren't answered in the Q and A. And here's one. So, so Tom, yeah. why do you start, man, you have to say Neon Moray for me in your fucking accent one more time. Go for it. And okay, Neon Moray. Yeah, 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 that. I would not know what you're saying. It sounds French. Um, yeah, and I said, like, Tom, what? just tell me, I, I heard you've got a side project, Neon Moray. How did that start? Hmm. And that would be a insightful question coming from overseas. Now, we can do stuff like that. Hmm. We've just got to factor that in. And, and this is what that first event will be good for us. Right. So... All, all things considered, there will be Easter eggs within the environment that you'll be able to network with three or four people, but you'll have to find them. It'll be like a secret. And so like if it was a door that's going somewhere, that, that would be something to click because yeah. that's a secret. But we'll just we'll just figure it out as we go because we, we can't expect our speakers to be available all around the clock yeah. because people are tuning in at all different times. So if you were really fucking keen, you can stay up late and watch it or get up early and be a part of the whole fucking thing, you know, like live, watch it, interact. There's just nothing that we can do about that because like the speakers, man, they're stressing the whole fucking time. And then when they've done their talk, they're partying, man. You can't stop them. They're crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I, I remember every year I'll be like getting up, like six in the morning, getting ready, and there'll be like a group of them. We'll be walking into the hotel as I'm walking it out, and I just go, I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. I do not want to know. Yeah. Cause like we throw a fucking great event, man. And yeah. um, nine times out of ten, the speakers generally very well behaved until after they've spoken. Uh, we have had the occasional. Uh, speaker who gets uh, pretty messy but all things considered their talks just get better mm-hmm. so yeah man it all comes down to being vulnerable and I, I think that a tdc really challenges your traditional creative speaker to say something of great importance mm-hmm. and often that comes at a, a personal cost you know because they're talking about something very personal whether it's their family or friends and more often than not something they don't want to share but that's what we want to know. Mm-hmm. Start your talk at TDC mm. with the things that you don't want to talk about and yeah. you will have a fucking blast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why you always should read uh, biographies because then you discover the crazy th- details of uh, people's life. So there are a couple of takeaways that I have. First of all, the biggest takeaway from me, from what you're t- um, saying is that the experience for the audience is most important. That's that's hundred percent. And then the next one is like pay everybody the same amount and invest in technology. So that's that's another. Well, well, I would more say the more you spend on your speakers, 
depending on your curatorial ability, mm. if you're picking good people, mm. you'll get a good fucking talk. So oh, you know who you're getting, right? You'll get the best version of their talk. Right. And it would be really unsatisfactory to get a poor talk out of someone who's potentially asked for quite a lot of money. Yeah. Like we've told a lot of people we can't pay that yet, but, you know, in a few years we'll, we'll yeah. be on it. Right. But we, we expect a fucking great talk for fucking mm. 10 grand. Yeah. And, and, and to be fair, the people that we've paid more to have honored their word and done very, mm. very good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so another takeaway that I had for organizers was stick to your budget, period. Oh, period. It doesn't matter what happens. Mm. Stick to your budget. Oh, and another takeaway for event hosts, in my opinion, never reduce your ticket price. You can go up, but you can't come down. It's mm -hmm. super disrespectful to all the attendees. Someone pays... 500 this week and then next week they find out they can get it cheaper mm -hmm. it's not good yeah. the only way you can do that is if they're a member of an organization hence the arrangement that i've given neon more mm -hmm. for international guests yeah yeah exactly also for organizers pay your speaker more less drama but it sounds so <laughs> it sounds so negative but i i think it's, oh, a, it's, no. a, it's a really good takeaway because it works you get like what you pay for. yeah you get what yeah. you pay for exactly so that's and that's yeah. what you already said. So and, 100%. And, and, and and ask ask speakers to recommend speakers. They know yeah. what you're after. Right. They're, they're a perfect conduit. Yeah. I think that's also a really good takeaway because then they have friends and who can give a good, good talk, or they admire other people, or they have teachers who who can really good talk. So that, yeah. So and then one thing for the speakers is share your story behind the story. So don't. Oh yeah. Don't do, then I make this, then I make this, and then I make this, and because of this, I made that, like, kind of talk. Well, I mean, the, the problem is, like, the problem with that is that if you've got a video on the internet, we've already seen your talk. Right. Um, my philosophy is this. Predictability is the killer of excitement. If people can predict what you're going to do, you're draining them of their excitement. You mm. need to stay unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Your environment needs to morph and change as much as you can afford it to. Right. And then you hit the sweet spot. Yeah. And you just build upon it. Right. That's a really good one. I've seen so many speakers and I've seen the same talk over and over again. And then it's like, right. yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do something well, Put it this else. way. Put, put it this way. I wouldn't book you. Mm. Yeah, like there's there's a whole echelon of famous designers that I'll never book hmm. because they do the same talk. Yeah. Like, they're just fucking boring. Yeah. Snore. Yeah. And, it, you know, they're better than that. And my audience deserves better than that. Yeah, exactly. Let's fucking go. Yeah. And if I have to pay 25 grand, I'll pay it. Hmm. But if it's outside the budget, I've got to wait. Yeah. Exactly. That are really good takeaways for speakers and for organizers. Before I go close this whole Neon Moray podcast, I always ask the people that I interview to share their Neon 5. So I, I think that's a yeah. funny thing and yeah. it, gives, it, gives, it gives a nice insight in personality. Everybody knows Ooh. already that you are a very open, open person. Exactly. So let's start with uh, food. What's your favorite food? Man, good food. I like restaurant quality food. Like fucking, the more okay. expensive, the better. Oh, My okay. favorite. <laughs> but, but I'll only go like once every three months. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like spend like $150 a person, maybe 200 with wine. But so fucking good, man. Life changing. Yeah. And that's true. And you're currently reading a book or your favorite book? Oh, uh, man, I just finished Jordan Peterson. 12 rules for life yeah it's pretty good but prior to that i read a, or listened to a real thick read and it was called Paramahansa yogananda the autobiography of a yogi and it's about his life mm -hmm. and it's, it's it's incredible man <laughs> like cool based on the fact that he's writing on it from reality he he performed many miracles and so that's that's kind of what i, I want I, I want to 
unlock my mind and my potential on that level. Mm-hmm. And um, I find it extremely difficult to be that mindful, but every day is an opportunity to get better. That's a good mantra to say to yourself every day. And your favorite movie? Oh, Forrest Gump, man. Forrest Gump sort of ticks all the boxes. I just want to cry every time I watch that movie. Yeah. Fucking love it. And, and music? Yeah. Oh, man. House music. Fucking for sure. <clears throat> house and music, Australian house music, Euro house music. I like a lot of, I like listening to sets of house music mm-hmm. and hearing the mix. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's fucking, yeah. that's, that's, it's yeah. very tasty. Yeah. Like one, of, one, oh. one of my favorite sets is uh, from Honey Dijon. And it was this big event in Australia. Man, that was a couple of years ago. Sugar Mountain? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty big festival. It's, it's not the biggest. That set of Honey Dijon is so good. Um, uh, and so is it boiler room? Yeah, it's a boiler room session. Yeah, yeah cool. Uh, yeah. I will check it out. And the last one is a miscellaneous something from your life you would recommend everybody. Drugs? No, no. I did a psilocybin, like cubensis, like magic mushrooms, in a therapy session, mm-hmm. and it changed my life. Like really heavy dose. Um, before COVID overseas. And the yeah, I did our back-to-back sessions and I uh, listened to the, what's it, what's it called? The John Hopkins psilocybin sort of study songs. Mm-hmm. It goes for eight hours. And I was able to reclaim a part of myself that was stolen from me when I was young. I didn't quite understand. Mm-hmm. And it all has to do with being able to sort of like trust other people mm-hmm. on like an intimate level. And like nothing severely bad happened to me, but I, you grow up forming opinions about things and you're not always correct. Sometimes you form a negative opinion about something that's really holding you back. And I, I had negative opinions that I'd formed that were protecting me. Mm-hmm. And I no longer need that protection I need to grow. Mm-hmm. And in those um, therapy sessions, I saw the other side. I've also done ayahuasca. It allowed me to take ownership of the flaws in my life and talk to people about that. And it, it opened me up to my partner uh, in a whole new way. And we have a newfound respect for each other. And my life got better mm-hmm. by wanting to be more of a man or more of a human mm-hmm. as opposed to less of a man or less of a human. So, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, Be all you can be, always, always, because I'm sure that at the end of the day, when your number's up, being someone of substance and of character and someone that people could rely on will mean more to you than how fast your car goes or how big your house is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I think. Where can people uh, follow the event on social media and maybe they can also follow you on social? On Instagram, at the.design.conference. That's probably, and then everything from there, if you go to our, from there you can hit our website and all our socials are along the bottom. But I mean, Instagram's my favorite because the stories that we post during the conference are going to allow us to create a tether with our international audience. And Hmm. one thing that we want to do this year is on all the adverts, it's take a photo because we'll have running content between the talks. And if you're looking at that, obviously you'll see it. And we want to have a thing where it's like, take a photo, like a selfie, Mm -hmm. watching the conference on your TV. Yeah, And then we'll share that. So we want to just really get our international audience into the stories. And I can post that and keep retweeting that outside of the conference hours, which is convenient. And um, if anyone asks me a question, I can ask a question straight on Instagram or my team can straight on Instagram. Or I could even have one of the speakers reply because I'll be hanging out with them. So, Yeah. yeah. Cool. So the event, that's the most important thing we totally forget. And But I will... In the introduction. What event? It's June 16, 17, and 18. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And your Australian time zone. I think it's GMT plus 10. Yeah. But I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but thank you, Tom. And thank yeah. everyone who's tuned in. I truly appreciate you and your time and, and, and bless you on your journey. I really hope great things happen to you. Yeah, thank you. I hope the same the same happens to you and that you have a great great event. 
uh, all, it looks like all things are lined up for having a great experience so i would recommend everybody to use our discount code and go buy a ticket and see all the great speakers and learn more about uh, australian design culture and uh, yeah you'll end up learning more about yourself than anything that's that's the yeah. aim of the game thank you tom have a have a wonderful evening everyone and i'll see you soon my brother mm-hmm. thank you for making so much time for me and space for me i really appreciate it see you mate. thanks see you Over later now. bye Hi, it's Thomas. New episodes come out on Mondays. You can subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, neomaree.com or wherever you listen to the show. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by dropping a note on Twitter. I'm at Thomas Dam, at neomaree and on Instagram at neomaree.show. If you are listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe over the cover art of this podcast and you find some episode notes. Next to that, Neomaree has a weekly newsletter called Neo Monday with the latest conference news and updates on our digitalized world. You can sign up for Neo Monday at neomaree.com slash subscribe. And now we also have a Patreon page and you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash Thanks for listening.